Hi, this is Sophia Puka, and I'm going to tell you my God story. So, I was actually born with nephronophesis, a rare genetic disorder that actually caused my ki both my kidneys to fail. And, well, you need your kidneys to filter fluids for your body. So, I mean... Eventually, it got so bad that I had to go on dialysis for the summer, and we were searching and searching and going under test to find a good kidney donor. Turns out, my mom was the perfect donor, and it all came to a head at family camp one night when we found out there was no pudding, but it meant I had to leave family camp early, and I love family camp, but I something came over me, and I just told my mom and dad that pray about it, and if that's the answer, I will go. And mom's often told me this time she spent in the chapel and how she felt God's arms coming around her and telling her that it was okay to go and that this worked. I was a bit upset because I didn't get to go on a horseback ride, but the camp director arranged a sunset horseback ride for me before I went. So on Wednesday we left and I eventually had my kidney transplant and I got my healthy kidney and it was a lot to recover but there was a lot of prayers and support and I still have my kidney today actually this past year this past summer I celebrated 10 year anniversary of having my kidney and I just want to thank people for all their love and support and at a young age I learned that God is with me at this during hard times and that he will find a way to make it work and that he actually answers prayer and will really show up and he is a healer and I'm glad to have been able to learn that early in life and I will always remember this in my mom's sacrifice. I have a new appreciation for her today and that's my God story. I love Sophia's story because it's really a story of courage, of her stepping into what God had planned for her and for mom to step into what God had for her. And I love that she was just being courageous in a moment where she could have been really scared. And we're going to be talking this next couple of weeks about what it looks like to be courageous, to be strong and courageous. And we're going to be looking at that through the next few weeks. So I'm so thankful for Sophia sharing her story with us this morning. As we're getting in this message, I was thinking that something's been in the news recently, and it's, it's not what you're thinking, what we're all thinking, but if you've been following the news, you've noticed that the West Seattle Bridge here in Seattle has been shut down, and they're anticipating it's going to be shut down for the next two years, and so for right now, it's not a problem with traffic, but once everybody starts commuting again, going back to work, we know this is going to be a traffic nightmare for those who live in West Seattle. One of the problems they discovered was that they, in 2018, they discovered a crack in the bridge's structure, and they were following that crack, and as they looked at that crack, they noticed in 2018 it was happening, but just this year, they discovered that the crack actually had grown two feet in two weeks, and they believe that the reason that it's grown so much is because one of the joints has gotten really stiff and created this stress fracture in the bridge. They also think that this is, may have started back an earthquake that happened previously in Seattle. And then also just the amount of traffic over time, the weight of the traffic sitting on the bridge over time has made that crack worse and worse. So there's some structural flaws, there's some traffic, ongoing weight and stress to the bridge, and then there's certainly this earthquake event that happened. And today, 
if we're going to talk about encouragement, we also have to talk about discouragement. And I think about the things that happen in our life. Maybe you've had a life event that's just shaken your whole world, that's shaken your whole life. And that can create a stress fracture in your character, in your heart, in your mind, and it can discourage you. Sometimes discouragement just happens over time. The weight of stress constantly over time also creates that stress fracture in our lives. It creates discouragement in us. Now, the problem with discouragement is that it will take, cut out our heart. In fact, uh, Howard Hendricks, you, I got this quote from Howard Hendricks out of his book, The Hope Quotient. He said this, discouragement is the anesthetic the devil uses on a person just before he reaches in and carves out his or her heart. And I think about that's the issue with discouragement. Discouragement will cut out your heart. It will be used to cut out your heart and to cut out anything that's going on that might be encouraging. And so we need to to look at discouragement and to be encouraged. And so today we're going to actually look at the life of Joshua. And as we're going to look at the life of Joshua, we're going to see that he was encouraged along the way as a leader in Israel. Now, Joshua, if you don't know Joshua, you've never heard about Joshua before. If you've heard about another guy named Moses, Moses was the leader who led the Israelites from slavery in Egypt through the wilderness to until his death. And then Joshua is the next leader. He takes over for Moses. He was actually Moses' assistant uh, through the Exodus story and was with Moses. And we'll talk a little bit about how God prepared him and strengthen him. But at this point, uh, the verse I'm about to read you, at this point in Joshua's life, Joshua is now the leader. Moses has died. Joshua is the new leader. He is about to lead the people into the promised land, into the land that God had provided for them. And, his, and he's going to have to fight a battle called the Battle of Jericho, which is going to come up. But before all that, as he's preparing to go in, God tells him, three times, and and this is just one verse we're going to look at. We're going to look at verse chapter one, verse nine. He says this, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. And I love that uh, word of encouragement that Joshua gets from God. God, he says to him, be strong and courageous, right? And I think about that. We, maybe you've heard that before. I know a lot of Christians hold on to this promise from God that, that get to be strong and courageous. But I want to unpack that a little bit for you. What does that mean? Does that mean like we automatically become strong and courageous, that we'll feel strong and courageous? Actually, no. In fact, we won't feel that way. What it literally means is to strengthen or to encourage or to put courage into someone and to strengthen them. So I want you to think about it this way. Let's go back to the bridge uh, story. So what are they doing to restore and repair the bridge? The first thing they're going to do is they're going to go to that point of weakness. They can see where the weakness in the bridge structure is, and they're going to brace it up. They're going to strengthen that point of weakness. They're actually going to do something to make sure that it doesn't get worse, right? They're going to support it. They're going to gird it up, and they're going to brace it. So that then the next step they're going to do after they brace it is they're actually going to go in and then repair it or restore it, and hopefully we'll be able to use the bridge again. We're actually, they're actually not 100% sure it's going to work. Stay tuned. Got two years to figure that out. But the point is, encouragement and strengthening is to happen at the point of weakness. So here's the point I want you to understand, and I hope that it comes through. Where we need encouragement, we need encouragement at our point of weakness. That's where we need to be encouraged. We don't need encouragement at our point of strength. We need encouragement at our point of weakness. So wherever you're weak today, 
I want you to know that God wants to speak a word of encouragement into your heart and into your mind today. That's where God wants to strengthen you. Now, for example, if somebody's like struggling with alcoholism or a drug addiction, what do they do? They go to a support group. Notice it's called a support group. What do they get? What's happening there? People are coming around them at their point of weakness and they're strengthening them. They're bracing them up. They're supporting them. They're helping carry this burden for them. And that's what encouragement is. That's what strengthening is here in the text that we just read. It's this idea of coming around someone at their point of weakness and encouraging. Unfortunately, sometimes the church has not always done that. We sometimes have not come around and encouraged people. We've actually come around them and pointed out their flaws, and we've pointed out their point of weakness and say, oh, you got a point of weakness. Go fix yourself, right? Rather than coming around them, supporting them at that point of weakness. That's what it means to be strong and courageous. And in fact, we're going to look at that some more in this series in a couple of weeks, because in the New Testament, we're actually commanded to encourage one another and build each other up. We'll talk more about that later. But today, let's stick with Joshua and looking at Joshua. The other thing that was going on for Joshua is that he had a lot of strengths as well. It wasn't like he was a weak leader. He actually had a lot of preparation before this. Now, remember, he was an assistant to Moses. So he would go with Moses up onto the mountain to speak with God. In fact, that's where they received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. And Joshua was with him. So all along, Joshua was watching Moses lead. He's actually learning what it means to be a leader from Moses. And he's learning what it means to be a spiritual leader from Moses. So God was already preparing Joshua to be a spiritual leader. And in fact, when they received the Ten Commandments, Joshua was there with Moses. He's not down in the valley off the mountain with the rest of the people who were throwing a golden calf party. They were down there partying while Moses and Joshua was away. Joshua wasn't a part of that. He was on the mountain of God. The other thing that Joshua does is that when there's a battle against the Amalekites in the Exodus story, and while Moses is praying over the battle, Joshua's the one. He's the military leader. He's the general on the battlefield leading the people in the battle. So he's, God's prepared him to be a military leader. And also, he was also a civic leader, a governor as well, that he had learned because Moses often had to judge people and they would bring their problems to Moses. And Joshua was right there watching him as a judge, as a civic leader, as a governor. And so Joshua was prepared for just this moment to lead the people into the promised land as a spiritual leader, as a governor, as a, a, a military leader. All these things were wrapped up in Joshua. And here's the thing. I'm not sure Moses was prepared to do that. But Joshua was. God was preparing Joshua, strengthening him already, giving him the skills that he needed to lead the people at this point in time. And so here's the other thing about encouragement, is that we need to live into our strengths as well and be supported at our point of weakness, right? So we need to do these two things. So we need to live into our strengths, right? And then be supported at that place of weakness. And I think everybody needs this. All of us need this. We want to be we want to be living into our strengths and to God's purpose for us, but we also need others to come around us and support us in our weakness. Now, I know that a lot of times we get this reversed. And in fact, as leaders, I know a lot of leaders out there who are facing challenges and, and facing daunting tasks. And those leaders have strengths and they have weaknesses. I have strengths. I have weaknesses. Other leaders have strengths and weaknesses. And one of the things that we all leaders struggle with too is inadequacy feeling like that they're not up to the challenge or not up to the task, and they can 
struggle with inadequacy in their own lives. So here's the thing. Oftentimes, what happens to a leader, in my own experience and others as I'm talking to other leaders, is that people get, they get criticized at their point of weakness and encouraged at their point of strength. So where they're strong, people say, hey, you're doing a great job. But where they're weak, they'll say, you need to do a better job. And so they'll get criticized at that point of weakness because we're all human. All leaders are human, just like Joshua, just like Moses, just like all leaders in the Bible. And here's the thing, but that's not what's happening here in the passage. That's not what we're called to do. We're actually supposed to be strengthening and encouraging leaders at their point of weakness and letting them live into their strengths and giving them that feedback that will help them live into their strength and say to them, here's where you're strong. Here's where you're really good. Keep living into that. And then here, yeah, I notice you're, you need some, some repair work here. We know we need some restoration here. So I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to strengthen you at this point. I'm not going to criticize you. A great example of that that happens for all of us, right? And again, since we're all online, is social media, right? We know that there are opportunities that people take to, to, to point out our weaknesses and, and encourage our strengths. And so we get that reverse sometimes, even in our own lives. You don't have to be a leader to experience that. So I want you to think about that as, 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 a, as a way to be with each other. And what you actually and I need is that kind of encouragement around our weakness and not just our strength. So one of the things I love about this Joshua passage and this story is that I want to talk about something that I got out of this passage. This is like, if you listen to nothing else, if you've checked out already, come back to me just for a, for a minute. But here's the thing. There used to be a thing, something that corporate America created called 360-degree evaluation. That means a middle manager, or a leader in an organization would get evaluated by their boss, evaluated by their peers, and evaluated by the people they manage or lead under them. And so each of those areas, they'd get feedback, and it was called a 360-degree evaluation. I want to suggest to you today that what God, what's happening for Joshua is something called 360-degree encouragement. And here's what I mean by that, 360-degree encouragement. The first place that, God, that Joshua gets encouraged is by God. God tells Joshua three times, be strong and courageous. Three times, if we read through the whole chapter one, we'd see this pattern of this message to Joshua saying, be strong and courageous. Now, the other thing is that when Joshua is uh, talking even before this chapter one, if we go back and read in another book called Deuteronomy, we find that Moses, his mentor, is told, he's told, right, be strong and courageous. Moses actually tells him this. And the other thing is that in Deuteronomy, God tells Moses, I want you to encourage Joshua. I want you to get Joshua ready for what he's about to do. So God is commanding jo jo uh, Moses, sorry, Moses to encourage Joshua and Moses is encouraging Joshua along with God. So he's getting it from his mentor, his trusted friend, and then he's also going to get it one other place. If we keep reading in that passage, and this isn't on the screen for you, but I'll read it for you. If we keep going in chapter one, the people say to him, he says, uh, <clears throat> Joshua says, uh, who, uh, he goes and he says, the people say, yes, we'll follow you. And then they say, we, he says, and then the people say to Joshua, only be strong and courageous. So three times God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous, but the people who are following Joshua in the very last, in verse, uh, that's in verse 18, says to him, lead us, but be strong and courageous, Joshua. So now the people are telling Joshua to be strong and courageous. So God 
his trusted mentor, and the people are all saying, his boss, God, his trusted friend, his peer, and the people that he's leading are all giving him the same message of encouragement. That's called 360-degree encouragement. And I think that's what we, each of us need as well in our lives, especially when we're discouraged. We need 360-degree encouragement from God, from our trusted friends, our mentors, and from the people around us. But here's the thing I want to point out, especially if you're struggling with discouragement today is that a lot of times part of our discouragement is that we get this order reversed. We listen to the opinions of people first, our trusted friends second, and God third. We always somehow forget that God's source is our primary source of encouragement, and we leave God to last. So if, again, going back to example, that maybe you're, you've put something out on social media, or maybe you've done something and you've gotten both criticized as well as encouraged because of that same one thing. And what's happening is the people around you, some of which really you can't trust or don't really care about you, are criticizing you at your point of weakness. Rather than listening to God and God's voice at that point of weakness, and that God's voice at that point of weakness is saying, I'm with you. You and I got this. I will restore you. I will repair you. But if you keep listening to the people around you that are criticizing you at your point of weakness— it'll be harder to listen to God's voice. But I want you to reverse that order. I want to encourage you to listen to God's voice of encouragement over the people who are criticizing you at the point of weakness. That's a challenge because you and I, we're human. We tend to pay attention, more attention to the people that are criticizing us than the the God who is encouraging us. And that's part of our human condition. But I want you to listen more to God today. So as we're talking about this encouragement, I want you to think about some questions that you can talk about, journal about today. We do this every week. We've been giving you these discussion questions. So here they are this week. First question, where do you need encouragement today? Where is it in your life that you could use some strengthening, some point of, where's your point of weakness and how could people, how could you use some encouragement today? Question number two, what is God saying to you through this message today? Is there, is there something that God's reminding you about? Maybe God's challenging you and asking you to go encourage somebody rather than criticize somebody. Maybe God's reminding you that, to listen to God more and God's encouragement more rather than others' uh, criticism more. And then number three, what can others around you do to strengthen you? What could someone else do to strengthen you? So if you're with your family or friends or roommates today, maybe ask that question. If you're alone today, maybe give somebody, give a trusted friend a call and just say, here's where I need encouragement. Here's where I need to be strengthening. Maybe just be a little bit more vulnerable with a trusted friend today and just ask for some encouragement and know that God is encouraging you today. How do I know that? Well, I think that God does bring people into our lives to encourage us, to remind us, right? I had uh, a friend uh, when I was early on in my uh, leadership as a pastor uh, his name was Russ, and Russ uh, was a guy who just always was encouraging everybody. He had the gift of encouragement. He was an insurance agent, and often he was being very pastoral, talking to people, and they, you know, wrecked their cars or had medical issues or whether they lost a loved one or whether they were buying a house or selling a house and all the, or sometimes even divorces. And so he was at this, with people at these point of transition, change, crisis, and discouragement, right? 
And he was always encouraging them in those times. And that's what Russ did for me too as a, as a leaner in the church is that whenever the ch- we were faced in the church with a challenge or there were people criticizing uh, something we were doing or a decision we made or whatever it was, that Russ was always the guy there who was always saying to me, Matt, we got this. Now what did he mean by that, we got this? He meant him and I and God together, we got this. We can get through this. Whatever we're challenged, whatever the criticism, whatever the decision, whatever we're facing, we've got this. You know, we're, we're going to do this together, which is a great encouragement because that's really what encouragement is, right? Is somebody's with you, right? Somebody's saying to you, I will stick with you through thick and thin. I will be with you. I'm not going to give up on you. We're, we got this, right? That's exactly what God said to Joshua. Look at that last part of the verse again. He said, for the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. That's encouragement. That's God saying to Joshua, I'm going to be with you. We got this. So whatever you're facing today, whatever is discouraging you today, I want you to know this. You and God, and hopefully some trusted friends around you, you can do it. You can face it. You can handle it. Don't give up. God wants to encourage you today. And the reason I also know that God is with you is because God sent Jesus into the world to be with us. Jesus was sent to free us from slavery to sin and death, just like Joshua and Moses were led, put in in the world to lead the Israelites out of slavery into freedom. Jesus was sent to lead us out of slavery to freedom. So it's from slavery to our own sin, to our own death, and give us freedom in Christ so that we could be the people of God and we could be present to God and be in relationship with God. You've got a God who is with you, who says to you today, we got this. We can handle this. So whatever you're facing today, whatever challenge, whatever discouragement, whatever criticism, whatever, other, whatever you're facing today, you got this. You and God, and hopefully some others around you, are working together to gird and strengthen you up today. And that's our prayer for you today. Amen? Amen.